0: Damn!
1: Another week of y'all acting a goddamn fool.
0: I mean, I'm not surprised. Uh, I would say it's it, it should be it should feel different.
1: It should, but you know, after you deal with somebody's shit for so long,
0: it starts to stink.
1: It starts to stink, and then you know when you're sitting in the shit, it just you stop smelling it.
0: You know, it it, it, it sometimes like I call you out on it. Mm-hmm. You know, get your life right. And that's what the fuck we're here for. Okay, we're here to shame you into some common sense, some logical thinking, and possibly getting you some. With love. Because we care. That's it. We do each other's hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another week and another installment of a social experiment that we love to call Went Raw. And it's called Who Raised You host? Host? Um, I am your host, Lonnie. And I'm a little bit flummoxed with my Twitter handle this week. I'm mm-hmm. torn between Kelly's Lady Tux <laughs> and I'm and I'm also thinking of the wall that um, that you use for the summer slide. I'm very confused between the two. Let's go with the Lady Tux. I like that. The Lady Tux. I like that. You know, she gave you a very Janelle Monae mm-hmm. tribute. Yes, very much so. I love mm-hmm. that. I love that for her. Yes, I love that for yes. her.
1: Alright, and I am your co-host, Marlin, aka the verse villain. Why? That's right.
0: Why are the we?
1: Villain. Why that's are we right. doing it why are we going that's this right. why we choosing you know, Violence this I'm, week? Because I'm feeling it this week.
0: I am the verse villain this week. That's the verse right. villain? That's right. You're feeling it this week. I am. You're, you mutual. you woke up and violence was already selected. Ah!
1: Yes, it was ticked off, yes.
0: Oh no. Y'all, hey, welcome back. Um I don't know where that handle came from. <laughs> You know, he wants to be a villain. He's not a villain. Why not? You know. You know, he, he gives you very much um Annabelle tease. Not Annabelle. <laughs> not Annabelle.
1: Ooh, that's sinister. I like that.
0: See what I mean? What? Right. <laughs> it's it's now it's sinister, y'all. Pick
1: me up unless you want that work.
0: I mean, I always say with when dealing with me, mm. if you want to open Pandora's box, that is on you, sir. Enter at your own risk. Period. That's it. I don't want you to hear you complain about it. None of it. Well, um, before we get into the things, mm-hmm. it's time for us to review our favorite show that's up for discussion right now. Yeah. Which is Insecure. Yes, um, we do know there are other shows that exist. Um, we are still in the middle of our watch of pause Rise on Slay TV.
1: Yes, because we will get to that after Insecure <sighs> is baby, done.
0: Baby. Listen, we're telling
1: y'all right now, Pause Rise on Slay TV. Go watch it. It is running now mm-hmm. so that when we're done with Insecure
0: you can be right on board with us mm-hmm. when we review Paz Rise. Okay, All right. Yes. That we also, you know... Damn. I fucking love you.
1: Oh god and we will get to that one later because Big Mouth released a new season. All of a sudden, the bitches didn't say shit.
0: It was mad sudden when they released Big Mouth. Because
1: he low-key sent me a text message like, bitch there's a new season of Big Mouth. I'm Like what? Nobody said anything. They didn't prep us. Bitch didn't give me no lube, but nothing just went straight in. You know, just
0: you know, slapping, clapping cheeks with no mm-hmm. type of weapons mm-hmm. You can't it's do like, that. You got to prep that. You got you to you do gotta that prep shit that for thing. You. You someone that bitch like, you know, you gotta get her ready. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's but anywho, way. let's get to this episode of Insecure.
1: Oh, child.
0: If you ever, I call this episode "Birth Control to Ten Pounds," bitch,
1: because God damn. damn,
0: oh my! I ain't ever been that glued to an episode of Insecure. Like that was very real. I, it
1: was very cringy
0: for me. So let's get to these questions because I think we all thoroughly cringe. Do you believe Lawrence is trying to compensate for something? Go ahead.
1: If he's compensating for anything, it's the loss of Isa. That's how I feel about it. Because, sir, you 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 did a lot this episode, and I, I feel like he's looking. I feel like he's looking for his purpose uh-huh. because they flash back to when Isa broke up with him, and. He walks back in the house and just kind of stands there. And you can see the kind of what now thing in his face. And I just, I, I don't, mm-mm. Yeah, if he's compensating for anything, it's the loss of Visa for me.
0: Uh, you know, it's so weird watching, first of all, Jay and Christina the person that plays condolences condiments, um, being a colada, you name it. Yes, we will continue. Real fans of the show will continue <laughs> to troll her. We kind of do it out of love at this point. It's just you yes. know she derailed the plan. So her name is Condola, mm-hmm. but it could be conference call if we feel like it, or colitis, you know, or kaleidoscope. You know that just sounds know a saying. nice little ring to it. Ooh, what about coconut? Possibly. Okay. Possibly. Someone said constipation. I... Wow. I... 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 I, wow. I, I. Condolences. So, uh,
1: what Ooh, were you condo- about to say? Oh, child.
0: <laughs> Not condolences. Well, you know. Yeah. Conversation. So, I can't. <laughs> Give me a point. <laughs> I... You know, with um, condom lists, I... It's hard because I empathize with her. Mm-hmm. Someone on Twitter said she was better off not telling this man that this was his baby. I <laughs>
1: like, oh my god! I mean, low-key, because he just started acting a fool, which is why I'm like, the only thing that he could be compensating for is for the fact that he lost Issa over this situation.
0: I think a portion of him underestimated this life change. Like, Hell yeah. you, yes, you already had the job in San Fran, but you do you want to travel from San Fran to Los Angeles every week?
1: I mean, but you 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 have to recognize the fact just like she said. Nigga, you said just let me know. You was very hands off about the situation if you going to have a baby have had a baby. Just, you know, let me know what's going
0: on. And it, the, it leads me to another question. Okay. It leads me to another question. Do you think her family was wrong for telling him about the birth via text?
1: How else was he going to find out? Would he have preferred a phone call?
0: In certain situations that prefer, that literally need a phone call. But
1: this is my thing, though.
0: Like, a te- hey, so, hey, what's up? Just giving you the heads up. She just had the baby. Why are we texting us and not calling FaceTime me, showing me something? Like, what, what are you
1: talking about? While I understand what you're saying. Again, if we look at Exhibit A, just let me know what's going on. Also tacked on top of that, as we learned throughout the episode, they don't really care for his ass. No way. So no, I'm not going out of my out of my way to call you for fucking what?
0: The baby was born. You can tell by the way they reacted when he I'd them the hotel. Go, oh, hello. When he walked in that hospital room, hotel hospital room, and they looked at him. Oh, uh, oh, Oh. is here. Hi, oh uh, uh, hi. You actually are a person, and
1: when I tell you, Kiki Palmer, shout out to you, girl.
0: She played the perfect <laughs> sibling. Like she played the joke the,
1: the very that nigga ain't shit. And I don't give a fuck about him. Who cares? I told you he ain't shit. I told you he was never gonna be
0: shit. When she dug at him, when she's like, "Oh, oh, we're so tired," I was like, "Oh, that's a dickie." The jabs
1: were ridiculous. She was letting his ass have it.
0: Yes, she was. Yeah, but I just he get to come and go when he want. I was like first of all, stop sounding like one of us in the in the predicament, baby. Because it mirrored every sibling that like has to witness the predicament.
1: Absolutely,
0: like to the T. I was like, oh my god, this is scary. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, it very much is. It's bullshit.
0: Do you believe that their co-parenting situation will see better days? <sighs>
1: I'm honestly not sure. There are too many too many variables in play for that to actually happen. Because in order for their co-parenting to actually work,
0: uh-huh.
1: they both need to get their ass off their shoulders. Because Condola has to accept the fact that even though originally he gave very much. If you're going to have a baby, go ahead and do it, but just let me know what's going on. Getting a very, like, sidebar stance to it. I don't really want to be involved, but I kind of... Because when he said that, it didn't give, oh, I want to be in this child's life. It gave, you decided to have this child against my will, against what I wanted to do, and whatever you do is fine with me. Mm-hmm. And now that the child is here, you gave me a different story. So now she has to... Tap into the fact that in order to make it work, she's gonna have to tap into the fact that she's not the only person that wants to be a parent now uh-huh. and she has to let go because it takes two to tango. You lay down with this man, you had his child, so you have to be fair in there somewhere.
0: Do you think Lawrence is underestimating the whole situation? Allow me to explain this before you answer. Okay, because I'm ready. When, I, I know you are. <laughs> so when I say underestimating, At this point in our minds, Ja was what they nicknamed the son. Ja is supposed to be under three months old. I think he's still like he's still like fresh out the couch. Right. Sir, I understand you want to spend time with your son, but it's a certain part of a woman that has to be at ease. So yes, you are his father. She's not at ease with you spending time with him right away alone. You haven't given her comfort. You're not there when he needs to be consoled. You're not there just to be around, even if it's not like, okay, we're not together. I understand that, but there's a bigger picture here. I want to be there for my child. If that means that I have to be around you for an extended period of time just to show you what I'm trying to do here, I'm trying to build my bond, but I also need you to work with me. If you're not willing to meet me halfway, what are we doing here? And that's a portion of the frustration he had with Candola. Is in order for this to work, at some point, you have to let go. She's still, fr- like, he's still a newborn. Yeah. She's not ready to let go yet. Moms ain't ready to let go of their kid out of their sight with someone that they know, when they know, until, like, the baby's at least six months. And that's with someone they know. Like, your parents, you're not going to sit there and second guess them being around their, kid, around their grandchild. And that goes for the aunts and the uncles. But in their situation, the two of them never really got the chance to get to know one another. Mm. So for her to say, I don't trust you, that didn't sound left to me. Because technically she didn't know him well enough to trust him. But then it goes back to say, if you did not know him well enough to trust him, why did you have this baby?
1: Well, see, I think that the whole... I don't trust you thing didn't come from a space of not knowing Lawrence. I think that it came from a space of nigga you are not here to nurture and raise this child the way that I am. I love the way that this episode played out as cringe as it was the entire time because it literally showed both sides of the coin of a conversation about quote unquote dead be dead. Because while Lawrence wants to play a part in his son's life, it's coming from a very selfish space. Mm -hmm. It's not about being a father per se. It's about I played a part in this too. I need to have purpose in my child's life because I don't want to just have a child out there and they don't have a father in their life. Right. Right? But then on top of that, it's like you don't really know what it means to be a parent because you're only here when you want to be. Just like He set the plans to come down there every fucking week, but then when he didn't feel like going, he made up an excuse about having to be at work, and then you canceled. But you put this out there. You made this plan. I didn't. I wasn't even for this. So now you starting off wrong already. That's why I can't trust you, because you said that you wanted to do this, and now every time you don't want to do it, even though I'm not there to watch it. Every time it's convenient for you to not be here, you throw that card in. Oh, I got to work. Oh, I got to do this. Oh, I got to do that. Meanwhile, you walk around fucking and sucking, going on dates, doing whatever the fuck you want to do, and then you want to show up and play Superman. Meanwhile, I'm here every night, losing sleep, making sure he's fed, making sure he's raised, all of this dumb shit, and then you come in when you want to, so you want to sweep him off? I don't even know what you're doing. And if you're so busy at work, how do you have time to take him overnight? Period. Period. Now I, I I honor him wanting to be in his childhood, but you have to want to be in his life from a space of wanting to be a father and not trying to get one up or a Condola or try to make her seem like she's being a dickhead and trying to keep him out of your life because she didn't have to do that. She did again. You didn't even re- you didn't express interest of wanting to be an active father before he was even born. Granted, I get where that comes from because she took the selfish route and was like, "I'm a up." What you say? I'm having this child. Mm -hmm. even though he said he wasn't ready.
0: He literally emphasized it the night she told him that he was not ready for this.
1: And that's the slippery slope again, Issa's genius pointing this out, that's the slippery slope when it comes down to parenthood. Because if the other parent is not ready and you take it upon yourself to have the child, you leave a lot of space for energy like this where it can get crazy. Because if it would have went the other way and Lawrence did take the route of Oh, I'm not gonna be in his life. Alright, I'm the father. Yay, yeah, he's born. Wonderful. I'll send you some money in the mail. Then it would have been like, oh, I'm doing all these sleepless nights. I'm trying to raise this child by myself. This is bullshit. And Lawrence not even here. He don't even give a fuck. So then you damn if you damn you don't.
0: It's a lot to unpack. It's a lot. I will say sidebar. We need friends like Derek and Tiffany. Oh, Derek and Tiffany, Derek and Kelly. Yeah. We need them because. One, when he hinted at asking about Issa, her response was so on point. Everybody in my life is thriving,
1: doing well.
0: Okay.
1: But, given very much, don't ask about my girl. I'm not going to acknowledge
0: her. She's doing fine. Thank you. She's not here for a reason. She knew you were coming. Oh, hello. (laughs) She knew you would be here. So, she said, You know, I'm going to, I love Simone too. I'm going to sit it out because I'm going to deal with that right now. Mm. But, I I foresee him moving back to LA. I do too. I see him moving back to LA because I feel like the only way to balance this out is if he moves back. But if he moves back, he would lose his job.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's the downside to it. He moved to the money. It's like now I'm going to take a job with less pay, but it beats being back and forth on an airplane once a week.
1: Yeah, and even still, it, it's gonna force him to really step up and be a father. If, if you wanna be a father and this is what you wanna do, are you sacrificing your your job and, and your comfort, excuse me, your comfort for your child?
0: I feel like Lawrence, over the past five years, has not fully grown up, you know? And it's weird to watch it on television because, in all essence, He grew out of the hole he was in in season one. Mm -hmm. But in the same sense, he never got out of that mindset of how things are supposed to be. Like, Lawrence is low-key controlling. Mm. Low-key. Now, if things don't go his way, he has a problem. Like, oh, when he was talking to Derek on the side. I'm tired of her bullshit, trying to make it seem like I'm not trying to be there. When you got niggas that don't even want to be involved in a kid's life, like, we get that. But you haven't reached the medium of understanding it's beyond the child. You have no respect for the mother. At all. You have no respect for her. You
1: resent her for having him in the first place.
0: You took it like, oh, my child, like basically your child being born was like a burden to you because it wasn't under your circumstance. So now she's getting the bitter end of it not coming your way and how you wanted it to be and that's fucked up.
1: And I really appreciated when Derek said, listen, you gotta calm down. Ja feels all of that energy.
0: Yes, he does. You are
1: bringing it, bringing it into like his upbringing and shit. That shit is not cool.
0: Like you got to chill the fuck
1: out. That was some real shit for him to say to him. And Lawrence can't hear that yet.
0: He's not ready to receive it at all. No, no, because he doesn't see himself as the problem. Like you really are a part of the problem. Yes, both, you are. Both, both of, of you are. Yes, but you are a major part of the problem. Yes.
1: Who? Ch- uh. Who? Ch- how? Oh, my God.
0: So, I, you know, I only got one question left. Okay. And I think we kind of answered it, but I'm asking it anyway. So far, what's your opinion on Lawrence as a father?
1: Again, he's... This showed me that he is truly
0: not ready. He's not ready at all.
1: This showed me that he is truly not ready. And to kind of piggyback off of what you said, as far as his growth is concerned, he... Lawrence has not finished being a boy himself. He hasn't. Lawrence still Lawrence still wants to enjoy the fruits of his labor. He wants to enjoy having the great job that he dreamed of. He wants to enjoy continuing to go out there and, and screw and buy nice things and all that shit. He's still on that. He, I commend him for knowing that he wasn't ready but this is like putting a nail in the car. You really are not ready to be a father.
0: Condola girl. I promise you. Ooh. I would have I would have been that one friend that let's exercise that right. What time you want me make the appointment, sis? Because Because, I mean, this ain't it.
1: I hate that, but it's like I, I, I just don't. I don't believe in bringing children into chaos. I don't either, and I'm not a parent. I want to be a parent, but I'm not one. But just from the outside looking in, being a parent and watching the experiences of a parent through other people. I just wish that, and I I feel like more people of this generation are thinking about that now. They're like, it's not a lot of kids being made right now because people know. Uh, that's a lot. Uh-huh. You have to be dedicated, and I, I wish more people were on the road to, if I'm going to bring a child into this world, I'm going to bring them in when I know that I am ready to do it. Yes. Because it's not just, they're not trinkets. You're bringing a your whole life, this is a whole new person and they are going to depend on you until you raise them up to their adulthood. And even after that they depend on you. But the the important part is from being born up until a smooth 25. Fuck that 18 shit cuz that's a scam.
0: That is a huge scam.
1: 18 they not even done it. that they need you more than ever at 18. But that's
0: another story for another time. Bitch, child we move on from insecure oh before we move on from insecure did you see the preview for the next episode
1: i did not i did not i didn't i'm gonna have to go back and watch it because i was so child the credits rolled and i was still sitting in front of the TV like
0: oh my god first of all i can't wait to get that track from thundercat that closed out the episode which Uh, is called satellites so So when they played phony people's on my shit i was like I had to stand for a second. I don't think y'all understand. I love phony people, but they don't get the exposure they deserve. Child. But But, <laughs> um, so for the next episode, I kind of could tell you, because when you played it, instead of having it right after the show was done, they mm. pieced it out. Like, you had to scroll down and you would see the pre- the sneak peek for the next episode in the wind down. Okay. Now, Christina was a part of the wind down, mm. and what I didn't know was that she revealed she recorded that episode where she at literally just gave birth to a second child. So that's wow. they, all the baby the baby weight and everything was real. Come on.
1: Yeah, but oh my god,
0: (laughs) she said, "I got to come to work, leaky leaky boobs and all." I got to come to work. So that
1: emotion was because I I could feel everything she was going through in that moment. Come on,
0: y'all. That's that's why because she had just given birth and Jay's a Jay's a father too. So it makes it all easier that you had two actual parents acting out this episode. Come on, y'all. So, but uh, next episode we're gonna see. Issa, Miley, and Kelly do a beach day with some of Nathan's friends. Nervous!
1: Oh my god! This is gonna be crazy.
0: And one of his friends says as they're driving to the beach, I assume, he says, would it be crazy if I um, hooked up with one of your girl's friends? He's like, it's not my girl. She's all over the place. That's Nathan's direct response to him. He said, that girl is all over the place. I'm like, Lord Jesus. Shady boots. It's not even shady... The last time we seen Nathan, she cried in his mouth.
1: Yeah, that's very true. But it's just like, damn, son.
0: Now, I keep in mind, i remind you again. Issa said it out of her own mouth. If y'all thought I was a mess for the past four seasons, baby, I'm going out with a bang. Shit. <laughs> so, Shit. I'm forewarning yeah. all of you. It's that kind of season. All right. All right, so let's get into the thing. It's time for you to get up, wipe and flush. Damn. Get up, wipe and flush. Damn, flush get up, wipe and flush. Damn. Get up, wipe and flush. It's time for scroll on. Damn. It's time for scroll on. Yeah. You better get up, wipe and flush. Get up, wipe and flush. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, friend. Uh, well, I had to start off the light because it's a little heavy in here. Oh, okay. Y'all normally do a lot, and I condensed it to four um, stories, but I can talk about one that I didn't put in the notes very briefly. Um, Marla doesn't, per se, care for the music, and that's okay. Summer Walker really is still over it. And, and, sir can you repeat that out loud so everyone can hear you and this? I
1: am over it but whatever y'all enjoy I'm not going to yuck y'all child enjoy it
0: so it was it was a decent effort for a follow up I had to stand a bit because sis had um, removed a lot of the auto tune from her vocals oh, okay. so yeah it was like four songs in particular I fucking love which is the intro to the album Bitter Um, I also love Throw It Away Insane, God, insane is everything. And oh, I love Summer when she strips everything down, so you don't know me as my shit. Um, I found the wall to slide on. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I would do it to insane. I'm going to have fake tears and everything. And I'm probably going to throw something at the camera as I'm sliding.
1: Nice. Okay. You know,
0: give it a real rage room effect. How's the song with Ari Lentz? Oh, Unloyal? Mm. Yes. For telling that man, I'm not taking your shit today. That might be the only song that I want to listen to just because Ari's on it. Well, the instrumentation stepped up when Ari came on the album because in the middle of the track, you just hear someone on a sax solo. Okay. And it was needed. It set the mood. Um, she's very 90s about her features, so you won't hear Ari as a, like, Toward like the end of the song, Oh, okay. So it's mostly her song. So y- yes, you're gonna have to stomach a little Summer Walker. Yes, you're gonna have to deal with that. Yeah, no, no, you're gonna listen. I'll listen to it next year. No, you're gonna listen to oh, it. I will me- next year. I'm gonna send it to this you this time. Next year. No, no, no. I'm gonna make you listen to the one song Mm-mm. that you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. gonna. Li- you're gonna. Mm-mm. You're gonna. Don't make-
1: I'm surprised you said it was just decent people are really raving about it but i guess you know
0: this you know what it is for me the subject matter didn't change and that's what it is the subject matter did not change All right. so let's get into other things well first and foremost we did lose someone this week we lost ronnie wilson of the gap band and for the children that don't know yes his brother is Charlie, last Wilson. name Wilson. Last name, Wilson. Last name this is his biological brother. There's no BS about that. I am reading directly from USA Today. His widow, Linda, released a statement saying the love of my life was called home this morning. Ronnie Wilson was a genius with creating, producing, and playing foggle horn, trumpet, keyboards, and singing music from his from childhood to his early 70s. He will truly be missed. Rest in peace. You put the dropped the bomb on me, baby. Yeah, you dropped the bomb on me. You, you dropped the bomb on me, hey, baby. You dropped the
1: bomb on me. We're get into some gap band, child. Okay. Know your black history.
0: Know it. That's don't it. just say you pro black and not know your history. That's it. Okay. So rest in peace, Ronnie Wilson. Thank you for the love and the hits. Absolutely. And the cookout music, because baby hey, hmm. that was cookout music. That's right. Um, I'm going to move on to, I'm actually going to save the heavier story for last. So, you know, they just started refilming Amer- uh, Black America's favorite reality show. Um, The girls were gagging when they saw that the children were out filming again, and everyone's getting excited, and everyone knows how they feel about certain people not returning back to the show. Well, a fan favorite decided to do a little press run. hmm You know, optimizing on the girls returning to record. And um, she she had said a few things. She had went on the reel and said some things. But I'm going to read it directly from E.T. Um, our good, good sis, Lamethia I did an interview. Okay. what she say? And she said the following as I read. I'm okay with returning to the show. As long as you know. We can work through a few things, she answered. I'm happy to return to the show and besides, I have a few, I have a lot, excuse me, of unfinished business with a couple of them they confirmed in the show. When co-host Lonnie Love asked Weeks what would it take to get her back on the show? She responded, it would have to, it would need to be a conversation with Real Housewives Executive Producer Andy Cohen before she made any moves. So she needs to discuss that bag. You know that's what it is. That's what it is. But after a few, the thing is, what I did realize about Andy and what I kind of find a little refreshing is after a while, it's like, okay, it's time to switch this up because it's time to give some girls a, a chance to be in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Like, having the same girl sit on the cast year after year after year, the storylines and everything become repetitive, give it something fresh, right. which I understand. And then, from my knowledge of what took place with Nene before the whole public falling out happened was they wanted to demote her to a friend of the show. And mm. that's where she had a problem.
1: Oh, got you. I mean, child. Now, I feel like Mimi has a one-up here because from what people have been buzzing about with this new season is that people are like, it's going to be boring now. Mm-hmm. Because so many people are gone. But I feel like she has a leg in with that because people love Mimi. Mm-hmm. messy and all so nine times out of ten if she gets back on the show the ratings are going to skyrocket because the girls are going to tune in Yes, they are. but I feel like this is not the best time for her to come back because it's, it's still fresh uh, on the heels of Greg's death I feel like she we thought Mimi didn't have no filter before I feel like she will go on the show and have a fucking meltdown there's gonna be, there's going to be a fight mm-hmm. of some, of big ones. It's gonna be nasty if she ends up going back. Now it's gonna be great for ratings, but it's not gonna be good for
0: her. No, because she already, I already know who she will fall out with. It will be a huge fallout with her and Marlo. And I think she got a few words to Charite too. Too. So it, I know for a fact is a portion of it has a lot to do with Marlo.
1: I don't feel like if she come back, it's gonna be a lot of she not fucking with them, she not coming around type deal unless she ready to fight.
0: At this point, yeah. yeah. I can see her trying to So do it's that.
1: like, so we just throwing you in so you can come in and fight and talk to you Because you're not going to, who's she going to film with that she like, at least halfway okay with?
0: Candy. Because they, they're vocal about not liking each other. So it's not like, it's a, you said this behind my back competition. It's right. more so, girl, you already know we don't fuck with each other.
1: So again, like, she ain't even really filming with her either. She not. You don't you she has no she has no like she don't have anybody to relate to. Like she doesn't like anybody.
0: At this point, as much as I love my girl, I think it's just time for Candy to give up a peach. And I only say that because Candy's what else what else can you accomplish on the show at this point? My thing is this. I would
1: much rather see a show with Candy by herself
0: than see her around Housewives
1: because she's you consistently come and outshine everybody as far as like money wise girl nobody can touch it. No, and it's going to continue to be like that because of who Candy is and how she rolls you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so I would rather see her have her own show because Candy could can get very very Kardashian teased people will watch Candy succeed for a long period of time Because Candy always got something going on. You know what I mean? So it won't be a dull moment.
0: It won't. But at the same token, you know, they live for the girls that have shit going on in their personal life.
1: Yeah.
0: And if you ain't got nothing going on, child.
1: I mean, but Candy is also an open book, too. I feel like Candy don't really have a lot of shit.
0: She don't. I mean, it's not like Portia that got her own spinoff. Listen, Portia said, this drama I'm giving y'all... I'm not going back on Real Housewives. It's going to be the Porsche show.
1: Listen, if what's the name? What was the other girl's name that had a, a, a spinoff show? Miss Cardi for the
0: party. What's her name? Oh, Kim. That late-ass Kim? show that nobody right. was really watching. But I mean,
1: they were watching it because it was on for at least, what, three seasons?
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: if she can do it, Candy can most certainly do it and go way beyond her. So, I don't know. Um,
0: girl, at this point, I'm like, don't nobody want to see no Kenzo's Zosiac.
1: No, nobody wants to see that. Not even that. I was just using her as a comparison. I'm nope. just saying if she could, if they could give her a spin off, and she get at least three seasons when nobody even fucking cared. The
0: show was still on and no one was watching it. I'm really trying to understand why did Kim need a spin off? Why? Who cared? I didn't care enough. Who who cared? So I didn't care enough. I don't know, but
1: you know we'll see. Nene, I don't think it's time for you to go back, but I know you're probably gonna do it anyway. So
0: speaking of renewals and revivals, honey.
1: uh huh.
0: So you watched Squid Game?
1: I did. I did.
0: How did you like it?
1: I liked it. I was a little pissed about the ending.
0: hmm ending mm-hmm. was strange. hmm
1: I mean, I got it, and it made sense.
0: It did. But it was strange. So, how would you like Strange to continue? I don't. Well, it's going to. So (laughs) Huang, out of fear of mispronouncing um, this man of God's name, his name is Mm Huang. I'm just gonna refer to him as Mm Huang because trying to pronounce his last name, I don't want y'all slaughtering me, right? And ain't nobody got time for that, like at Uh, all.
1: Oh, (laughs) cute (laughs) Huang, bitch! I said what I said. His name is Huang. Okay, got it. (laughs) Huang.
0: I'm reading it directly from um, Variety.com. it, let me see, make sure I'm reading this properly. Okay, no. He had a Associated Press screening with a and a in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Uh, he specified that there's been so much pressure, so much demand, and so much love for a second season. So I almost feel like you leave us no choice. Huang told the Associated Press on Monday Night Red Carpet, but I will say that there will indeed be a second season. It's my It's in my head right now. I'm in the planning process currently. See...
1: I like that's bullshit. Because of the way that it ended. It literally left it open for a sequel. He knew he was, was going to do. I mean, and I get it. You know, you want to give the fluff and butter. Oh my God, I'm so distraught. You guys are pressured me so much for another season. I've got to think about it. Bitch, it's already written. It's okay. It's okay. You got a hit show and people liked it. Everybody watched that shit. You made money on Halloween, child.
0: At this point, I would tell Netflix, Hey, so... Due to global demand, the bag is going to have to go up. Yeah. Yesterday's price is not today's price. It's not
1: today's price. I need you to
0: raise up the (laughs) bag. Y'all want the second season. Y'all want these subscribers, (laughs) honey. The price went up. The price went up. Shout out to Fat Joe. Yes. Yesterday's price is damn short. Not Not today's today's price. price, Yes. You're going to have to run me a bag. That's it. So, we left that to kind of go to... um, documentaries of future if I make sense cause there's going to be one nasty documentary about this shit Mm -hmm. so if you guys do not know what we're talking about and if you've lived under a rock let's have that conversation right now Mm -hmm. so the weekend is just p.s. it's like it's Tuesday now Mm -hmm. so the weekend p.s. this happened Friday night yeah so in Houston of the Texas okay Uh you know there was a little festival called the Astro World Festival. So. Now, um, the Astro World Festival was. It, it, it was, is a better way to say it. It was. It was. It was. So this is coming directly from CNN, and let me tell you why it just was. Was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, members of the densely packed crowd surged toward a stage and were crushed against each other at a music festival Friday night. At least eight people were killed, and a score of others were injured in the chaos, witnesses and officials said. The victims were 14, 16, two were 21, two were 23, and one was 27 years old, while the victims' ages remain unknown. Houston Mayor Sylvester Turner announced in a news conference Saturday evening, there are no people reported missing, the mayor added at least 25 people were transported to the hospital and of those 13 remained hospitalized Saturday afternoon the mayor said five of them were under the age of 18 he added now there's also a story of a young boy that got that came out as well that was trampled and he's in severe condition in the hospital he was only 9
1: what was he doing there I th- that I just that part 9 Nine. nine. What? What?
0: right, y'all. Nine. All right. Nine. Uh, nine. <sighs> now, of course, as you already know, um, he started to get sued. Um, I'm sure. But I, I, I need all of you to understand the logistics of what's about to happen. I, I think all of us don't get it. And let me help you. I've watched more than enough music documentaries. I've watched two documentaries on the fire festival. Yes, I have. I'm sorry if you love riveting things of despair happening to white people. The fire festival is quite delicious, <laughs> quite delish. Um, also, I've watched a documentary on Woodstock '99. My God, I never want to go to that festival, even if they talked. They talked about bringing it back, and that shit got scrapped so fast. Cause ninety nine was such a shit show.
1: I might need to watch that one.
0: 90, if you watch Woodstock ninety nine, baby, you will text me like this is some wild shit. Okay, I'm gonna have to watch that one. It was wild. Was like, it
1: like it was different episodes or it was
0: just one thing? It was one consistent documentary. One, okay. They talked about the conditions which were fucking deplorable, mm-hmm. and they also get is you're not it trigger warning. They also talked about the rape and sexual assault that took place there, too.
1: Okay. All right.
0: So, yes, the fire doc, the fire, the Woodstock 99 one was enough. But here's what happens, right? This is a festival. There are people that gave him money and backed into it. And guess what happens when you have to have a festival? What's the one thing you have to have on just about anything you have in your life that has value? Insurance? He's not going to get sued. He's going to redirect that back to Live Nation. Wow. Why he's going to redirect it back to Live Nation is because, one, they actually were the ones that sold the tickets, so everyone that attended the actual festival will receive a full refund. Mm-hmm. Also, I said, yeah, I mentioned that it's going to fall back on Live Nation. They're going to sue him, then in return, because he had their insured, it's going to bounce back to them, and the insurance company has paid them out. Whew, child. So, yes, he's going to face a lot of public backlash, and any type of performance or anything he has coming up currently is going to get canceled because of the fact that right now with everything that happened, everyone's going to look at him like a risk.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: The thing that pissed me off more than anything was the pe like, I said it on Twitter and I have to reiterate it. Everyone had decided they wanted to make it about Kendall and Kylie. I'm like, Eight people died, hundreds injured, and you're only concerned about the generous What happened to them for them to be concerned about them? Nothing. Mind you, if you know, like I know, most most of the time, if you're with the artist or the band, you're the furthest away from the crowd. Yeah. And if you are, you're probably like dead in the front. You're not trying to be near people that's trying to trample. You don't have time for that shit. They were not, and on top of that, COVID is still going on. Kylie, why the fuck were you there? And pregnant. You forgot Kylie is pregnant.
1: I never knew because I don't pay attention to that much. Kylie
0: is pregnant with their second child. It's, It's a lot going on, and then you have people that's talking like, oh, of course, you know, the minute that stuff like this happens, everyone has conspiracy theories. It was demonic. It was a demonic sacrifice. I'm like, all right. I wish y'all So can we
1: pull over on stop. this part right here? Because of all the things that I'm concerned about when it comes to stuff like this, here's my biggest issue. Whenever something either very successful or very detrimental happens to a star on this level, y'all instantly go to devil and demonic shit. Instantly. I want y'all to stop. Okay, If If
0: that's the case, if we relied on let's just say other entities, I'm not giving it a name, if we relied on other entities, why is it that we're not further? Why is there not more money? How about that? I mean, seriously. They're like, oh, it was a sacrifice. I'm like, y'all believe way too much. And these are mostly people that have never picked up a Bible or stuck foot in a church in their damn life.
1: Furthermore, bitch, for all y'all being one- want to be Bible thumpers and all of this shit, y'all surely believe in all this witchcraft and
0: stuff that's not supposed to be real. Mm-hmm. It's not real. Y'all don't <sighs> believe in the Lord. That a bitch. You can't even tell me the last time you read the Bible. Sit, spare how me. Do y'all
1: even know about a blood sacrifice spell and all this. Shut, Shut up. up. Just stop. Now, what I will tap into a little bit is Travis. First of all, let me preface this before I go any further by saying, if you play the Travis Scott song right now, you and need to be a saint. Psych- I would not be able to do so.
0: I only know why. I don't know nothing about this man. I don't know I what know he one. made.
1: I don't know nothing.
0: I only know why. But this is also coming from the person that named his fans, The Ragers. I just want everyone to really pick up on that.
1: But... And that's where I was going. It's like you you inspire and promote this type of activity. So... And me reading the stories of people who are actually there, it's not like a fucking horror movie.
0: It's The funny part was, I had a friend that actually did go. Wow. I had a friend that was there. Him and his spouse uh, went to Astro World. And I asked him about that. I said, So, wait, what the fuck is on I me? Mean, what, like, what's going on? Right. And he said, It actually did happen. Luckily, he said, With everything that was going on, he and his partner had got separated for a moment in time, Ooh. but they made it out alive. They're fine.
1: Oh, shit, child. That's too much. I. Listen, uh, uh, that's what I would say about all that. Right. It's it's that's just it's too much. Stop calling it demonic shit, sir. And I need artists to take a little bit of responsibility for what you put pour into your fan base and how they react about the things that you do and say. Because while
0: mm.
1: while. Mm. First of all, it's not up to these artists to raise your kids.
0: It's really bad. It's
1: not their responsibility on that front. But as artists, you all kind of have the power to navigate certain things. Because they're going to listen to you before they listen to anybody else. It's just the sound of the times right now. People are really into following people that they really love and adore and all that bullshit. Mm. All right, but you and this... They're ragers, rage on, do what you want to, you got to kind of look at it and be like, all right, sir, like, they was just following your lead.
0: Now, I added a segment that I didn't write down. And um, I didn't tell Marlon, I kept it to myself, Mm -hmm. because I felt, and I even checked, you did not talk about it. So, Mm -hmm. yes, you will get triggered. And, I, and I, I promise you, it's for a good cause. You'll get triggered.
1: Whatever. This is payback for last week. I see what this is.
0: All right. What is it? I told you I was going to get that ass back. Uh-huh. But You Pettie. know, I'm not petty. You I'm, are. I'm this just petty. You're petty. It's okay. You know, I'm just, you know, I'm a little bit of fetch. But <laughs> it is. <laughs> uh, anywho. So, um. This is my take on... This isn't even how you should feel. I'm going to call this a reality check. Mm. So, in this reality check, there is a gentleman that went around. He had um, It's a TikTok video. I think you've seen this. If not, I'm about to show you. I'm going to start it from the beginning and I'm going to let it play out and actually show Marlon what happens. It says, in the very beginning, he does not talk about... What happened until he leaves from the establishment? So I'm gonna put it right here, let you see it. There's a cute guy I wanna say hi to. Hold on, I'm get myself together. I the courage to go to a bar by myself for the first time. I'm very excited. People keep giving me dirty looks, but there's a cute guy I wanna say hi to. I didn't even finish my drink. I just straight up left because i walked up to this dude that i thought was cute and i was trying to like say hi he said i was too fucking fat to try to be playing with people so i just i just left instead. so definitely um definitely not gonna be doing that by myself again now Let us talk about this because I promise you I'm about to get on my Monique soapbox and let you bitches motherfucking have it because I'm goddamn tired of all of you bitches and I've had enough. I'm on my Martin shit today. Y'all are going to hear my motherfucking mouth. I said from the beginning when the weather started to motherfucking drop that big boy season is 24 seven. It's year motherfucking round. We do not wait until the fall and the winter to become your type. We don't, and I always will stand on that, and it is what the fuck it is. But this is the part that pisses me the fuck off. We've known, and we're a we're gays of a particular age, okay. There's wisdom here. We knew when we were younger that there were motherfuckers like this that exist mm-hmm. when we go into certain spaces. Should I know? You feel self conscious. You don't know, like. You already antagonize what you wore to the club because gays ain't going to tell you, but I'm going to be the one that told you. We got at least two outfits figured out, accessories on the side, and we are in the mirror trying to figure out if we look good or not. So the last thing we're thinking about is, hey, maybe this person may not be attracted to me. He was brave and decided to shoot his shot in a club. But you motherfuckers decide that you want to act as if we're high school children in a boy's fucking locker room and belittle him in front of a in public as if he does not have feelings if he's not human. This boy went home crying. He did not finish his drink. He left and told, basically said that y'all insulted him and said that he's too fucking fat. Nine times out of ten, your mama is fat. Your daddy is fat. Your auntie. Your grandma. There's someone in your family that is plus size. So please spare me the bullshit. Oh, I won't date someone bigger. But you're the main person in the middle of the night when you want to get your rocks off that's in my motherfucking inbox why is it that I have to come on here I've been doing this show for three years and every time at least once a year I have to get on someone for some fat phobic fucking shit and the thing is that hurt me even more is that when one of my friends decided to make it a joke and say oh why don't the bears and cubs go to the club with the bears and the cubs so I have to be confined to my own public setting
1: Oh, bitch now wait a fucking minute okay so
0: Ooh, I understand. Cool you said that and oh my god, my thing is this: I understand it may have not been said in a light to be offensive, but the fact that it was even said and you thought that it was funny is offensive in its fucking self.
1: Because you're perpetuating the, you're perpetuating that activity.
0: Exactly. You're continuing the cycle of the bullshit. If it's not for you, it costs nothing to be like I. I'm going to be real with you. I don't think this is going to work for me. I'm just, it's not my thing. It costs nothing to not belittle someone or disrespect them to their face because you're not above rejection, let alone that type of humiliation that goes along with rejection.
1: <laughs> let me start here. Let's start. Rejection is a part of life.
0: It is. We are
1: all going to be rejected by someone, something, some situation, some position, whatever. It is a part of life. Here is where I have a problem with you gays. It does not take you being nasty as fuck to tell someone that you're not interested. Thank you. It don't take all that. Because what you're showing me in your rejection is that you have issues and insecurities of your own. And you feel like you have to project those things onto somebody else because you are not interested in that person. Mm -hmm. You didn't have to give him a a, you too ugly, you too fat to be trying to talk to him. Bitch, first of all, you too ugly to somebody else.
0: Talk about the thing. And nine
1: times out of ten, someone has done this very thing to you. Or... You one of them bitches that people have told they pretty too many times and now you feel like you got this pretty text that you can flaunt around to everybody the fuck else. Bitch, don't nobody give a fuck about how how cute you look because nine times out of ten, the prettiest motherfuckers are always the ugliest ones inside. I won't say always. I will say the majority of the time. Sometimes. Sometimes. But this type of shit is so fucking unnecessary. And before one of you bitches try to come out of your mouth and say to me... Oh, we don't owe nobody nothing. We ain't got to be kind to of nobody else. If I don't like you, I, I don't like you. If you don't like a person, all you have to do is say no. That is a complete sentence. It comes with a period. It doesn't It, it doesn't garner an explanation after that. All you have to say is no.
0: You don't have to go any further than that. Like, um, you know.
1: Or, <laughs> I don't know. You can just be kind. Oh no, I'm dating somebody right now, but what are you drinking? Let's chat. I see you here by yourself. What's going on? What's good? Oh, but I get it. A lot of you pretty bitches like to run in pretty packs so that y'all can. <laughs> anyway, rejection, part of life. This shit, unnecessary.
0: I keyed when Lou said that this shit reeks of a protein shake gang. Don't it though? It reeks of a, protein a protein shake, shake gay.
1: Motherfucking pre-workout always in the mirror game. Yes, it
0: does. It reeks of it. Because you, you know the 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 excuse me the gays that love the gym love to look down on people that don't frequent it. So it's like always this. But it, it struck me because you had so many mixed opinions. And I'm like, pay attention to the motherfuckers that had something negative to say about the opinion like the ones that had something negative to say instead of telling that young man that don't worry that rejection I promise you is God's protection from these fuck niggas
1: and for your friend yes that gave a whole why well, don't think, uh, bears and, and cubs go party with the bear we do
0: we always do
1: and when you skinny bitches step in we look at you funny too
0: don't be trying to be hit to the party because nobody's trying to pull to your bumper. Because
1: you look like a thirsty bitch when you step into bear and cup parties. And motherfuckers know why you're there. And those that are into that will be into that with you. Why you skinny bitches run around and be with your nose know all up in the air, coming in a space that's not, quote unquote, built for you.
0: And this is why you don't see the bears and the cubs in the clubs. Why? Because of shit like this. Yeah. <sighs> And then want to sit here and question why we have things like Big Boy Bride. Who raged y'all? Literally, it is the best response to this. (laughs) Who the fuck raised y'all? It's why we're here, honey.
1: This this is why we're here. So, you know, just...
0: It's why the fuck we're here.
1: I'm, I'm dragging you by your fucking neck every time.
0: Words mean fucking things. They do. And it's time for you to learn that. Maybe someone needs to beat you in the face and let you understand that your words have power. And they can belittle someone. Yes, self-esteem has a lot to do with self, but it doesn't mean that you have to be an asshole to try and justify yourself.
1: You to because it was unnecessary. All you had to do was say was no thank you. That's all you had to say. That's all you had to say. I'm not interested. And mind you, it might have stung a little bit because rejection stains, but he wouldn't be running away crying. He wouldn't feel like he needs to be wrapped up and in his, in his crib again and never to come out by himself. But y'all don't give a fuck about nobody else. You have no empathy. You like
0: everything. Until you understand how bad body dysmorphia could be like, I'm going out tonight and then you look through all your outfits and going in the mirror trying to get yourself together and it's just like, yo, I don't feel comfortable in none of this shit, I'm not going. Oh, Until y'all been there, you cannot tell that man he needs to grow up.
1: They don't know nothing about it. Y'all need to grow up because it's not that was unnecessary.
0: It was uncalled. All, all for. you had to say
1: was, I'm not interested.
0: That's it. That's it. That's it, that's all. <sighs> I hate men. Like I love, I love and hate them at the same time. <laughs> like I don't know how, any other way to put that. But anywho, I need a refill, and we need to get ready because I heard somebody's pot is already is already staring. That's
1: right. I That's
0: heard it. That's right. It's a it's, full ball. It smells delicious. Yes, yes. What so is, what's it? in it? You know, we'll find out after the break. We'll find out after the break. That's it. Well, with that being said, we'll be right back, y'all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, wrong, right? You know we ain't getting no listen to letters this
1: week. Uh, we get one and y'all don't know how to follow suit. I don't understand. It, like, literally, we got one. Just one. Just one. That's okay though. That's okay. Because, you know, we have who who, who said it was okay? No, I... no, 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 no. I'm, oh, okay. I'm getting somewhere with this. I'm uh, getting somewhere, okay. somewhere. Uh, okay. go some, somewhere. Go ahead. I'm
0: going somewhere. Okay, go back. Because you
1: know, when you don't do what we ask, it just gives us room to scold you more. Mm-hmm. So here we are again. Listen to letters. You know where to put them? I'll tell you where to put them. Tell them. Ask W R Y H podcast at gmail.com. It's not that hard. It's really not that hard. It's not. It's not. You could just, you know, type in a question about something you heard on the episode, or maybe you want some advice on how to get rid of that itchy scratchy, or, oh. you know, maybe oh. you got a trifling best friend that slept with your man. I don't know. oh. I mean, it could be messy like that because we take things like that. or Or, as you saw last week, you could. Give us a conversation piece,
0: you know? An idea for an episode, even, if you want. I mean, you know. If you want want to jump out, jump out that way.
1: I mean, if you want to jump
0: out. If you want to jump out. Jump out. Jump out. Do
1: what the fuck you got to do. But when you do it, do it right. Put that in askwryh at gmail.com.
0: Get it together. Because we ain't got time. We don't. And yet, business inquiries. You know, you saw us review Simon Walker's album very briefly, you know? Yeah. Very, don't do that. You see us also reviewing Insecure beforehand. Yes. We did for the boys. Yes. We did the things. Yes, we did. You know, you want us to review your stuff. Mm-hmm. Submit it. Yeah. WRYHpodcast at gmail.com. That's right. Business inquiries only. Let me say that again. Mm-hmm. Business. I don't care about your money stuck over in Africa. Mm-hmm. I don't care about you got millions sitting somewhere overseas and you need me to help. You need me or Marlon to help you get that money. out. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care. No okay. Scams. No, no scams. scams. No fucking scams. Get to it. That's it. Because next time you're here, Diva, I'm going to say that and we're going to move on. That's it. Period. <laughs> Bitch. Get it done. <clears throat> and did you leave us a review yet on Apple Podcasts? Did you? Did you? You haven't. You haven't. I ain't it. seen nothing. Mm-mm. So get, do that too. get on your job. Rate, comment, subscribe. Get on your job.
1: Fucker. We back,
0: bitches. I was going on to this song. Okay. Hey. I was going on to this song. Hey. You were not gonna let me sing. Hey. You didn't want you didn't want to let me you sing. You
1: paused for the calls. I I didn't know. I wanted to say <sighs> we're back. so we're back and uh, yes it's time to throw these ingredients in this pot it's Is time it? for it? to stir the fucking pot oh no alright so I condensed it down to two this week
0: oh no so we got two. Oh lord oh no.
1: but uh since Lene said that I chose violence today
0: you did so I'm assuming it's gonna be a violent keep
1: the party going. we're just gonna keep it going we're just gonna ride this train right on now oh hell so, we're choosing violence figuratively and literally. So, I was sitting back thinking the other day about the whole astral world situation um, and also thinking about the running trend that has always been around, but it gets more and more prominent as the years pass when it comes down to violence. Mm-hmm. We like violent media, we like to watch fight videos, Squid Game is getting another season, and it was marking bitches left and right. Bitch. You know, so I wanted to kind of dive into how we feel about violence. Mm. So my first question is, what is it about violence that entices people?
0: I guess you could say to get out that that urge, you know... That, that feeling that they have of rage deep down inside, you know, um, when you dealt with too much fuck shit, you tend to choose violence. <laughs> and you've been nice for way too long, um, cause you know people like to take advantage of that nice shit. Yeah, and then sometimes you know you just gotta, you just gotta throw a chair across the room. You know, I I just camp a car, bash in a windshield.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, you, you want to keep going? Yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, break an iPhone. Uh, and not break an iPhone. Damage some property. Are you alright? You want to talk about it? You know, <laughs>
0: wreck his car. Oh,
1: okay. So we see where your violence lies. All right. <laughs> Take some walk off repeat, bitch. You don't mean no more. <laughs> um, but I, it, it always amazes me because I've never been a violent person, mm-hmm. and. Yet still, I will admit that there are violent things that I enjoy from time to time, and I've never really figured out what it is about violence that, like, you almost can't take your eyes away from it. Like, when people do show, like, fight videos, fight clips, and stuff like that, even though you don't want to promote it, if it's quote-unquote getting good, I kind of can't turn away.
0: So you choose violence on a daily basis?
1: Not on a daily basis because I don't, I do not consume fight videos on a daily basis. It's not really my thing. But like, if I think about how we're entertained by violence on many different avenues, like for me, if I was to kind of take it, not being a violent person myself, if I go back and think about things that I like and love that are violent, I love violent video games. Fighting games are my favorite games to play.
0: So, you know what? These, this is fair. Because yeah. I remember your Mortal Kombat kit.
1: Yeah. And it's still, it's on my system right now. I haven't played in a very long time, but I like Mortal Kombat too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, it's a thing. I like fighting
0: games. So, you're to type to fight virtually, not physically. Well,
1: no. I don't. No. Physically, no. I I have never had a fight in my life. Fair. No. Altercations, but I wouldn't call it a fight. Because a fight would... Require someone to fight back. There would need to be some parrying involved. I've never done anything like that. Have I hit somebody before? Yeah, but in a fight where went to blows with somebody, that's never happened.
0: See, I normally <clears throat> I find my sin, but it's very rare because you know I'm a gym by nature. So when the twin does come out, mm. run for cover, motherfucker! Oh. Like, just run.
1: Well, see, that takes me into my second question. Have you ever had a physical fight in your life?
0: No, but I had people have me fucked up.
1: (laughs) Okay, explain the difference here. What are we saying?
0: So, sometimes when people have you fucked up, it's Mm -hmm. because they keep doing fuck shit. So you think you got me fucked up. Mm -hmm. And that's where you got me wrong. Because, you know, I would hate to have to get physical. Hate, (laughs) You know, you you don't want to go there.
1: So why what, so let me ask you this. So bias both being people that have never been in physical altercations before. You're frowning. You just told me you've never been in a fight. Let's 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 clear this up. So have you or haven't you? Because your face says you have.
0: I haven't saying? been in an altercation or two. Oh okay. So give me the This is What, what happened? happened? This is years ago. Okay. When when I low key deserved, um but I don't like stunts and dramatics. So the first one, I, I'm i not telling that story. The second one was the lover squabble. And it just was can't embarrassing. I'll say that.
1: Okay, so what incited that fight? How did you all get to blows?
0: Well, we weren't in blows. It was a verbal altercation.
1: Oh, verbal. So it wasn't like a physical fight. We're talking about physically at this point. Yeah, no. no. Yeah, no. Okay. You sure? Is that your final answer? Alex. I, I'm just making sure because on, I had to double back because you was giving me the faces, the frowns, and the hoo I was trying to make sure. You right, One,
0: Alex. Anyway,
1: so as I was saying before, since we are people that have not gotten into physical altercations, um, I'm just making sure th- what, th- what, th- what th- exactly the fuck <laughs> th- what exactly would Push you to the edge to get physical, knowing that you're not a like you're not a fighter like that. Mm. What would because, like you said earlier, you would hate to have to get physical with somebody. Okay. So, you kind of we kind of have the same mindset of that. So, what would it take to get you to
0: that point? You have to keep pushing me, and I hate to be pushed. Mm. I mean, the last bitch that pushed me was pinned against the wall with my hand around her throat. So I would hate to have to go back to that.
1: Okay. I would hate that. Alright. Now, what what did this person do to you to get you to that point?
0: See, all of the instances I was young and didn't have a, a, exact control of my temper. Mm-hmm. I was very young, very rageful, mm-hmm. and um, this, this child of God <laughs> who was family mm-hmm. had made reference to one of my parents, and Repeatedly got disrespectful, and before I knew it, my hand was around the throat, and the person was up against the wall and no. couldn't breathe. Mm. Let's just say it got temperance. It's come a long
1: way. Yeah, yeah, come a long way. I'm sure somebody had to peel you off of them, yes. Yeah, and
0: mm-hmm. they were coughing, trying to gasp for air. Almost Mm-hmm. Have they charged you since? No, they know better now. Uh, okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought.
0: They know better now. I don't know
1: what it would take for me to get physical because I've always been a um, proponent of peace and I don't really, not even really, I don't believe in getting into violent spaces because I feel like if it can't be resolved by a conversation or if you just own some dumb shit because I feel like my emotional intelligence is higher than most folks. So I'll just walk away from you and just let you look dumb. But I don't know what's going to be the trigger to make me get physical. Because you can't really say anything to me to push me to that point. Because... You can't talk about my family and get me to that point because I I know my family. Fuck you, bitch. But whatever you got to say is just completely on you. Now, um, you can't say anything about me, bitch. The things that I've done in my life, where I am, you can't talk about me being positive, bitch. I don't give a fuck, duh, bitch. Next caller, what is it like? There's nothing you can insult me about that will make me get to that point. I think that the only thing that will get me to the point of being physical with you is if you are physical with me. If you get me to that point, honey, I, I, I'm gonna have to call you and or somebody, and let them know what a lockbox is for bail because they're not gonna make it out unscathed.
0: Text it to me.
1: Yeah, it's <laughs>
0: alright. Listen, it's just I not already have the escape plan planned. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna leave it in this blank spot just in case mm-hmm. one night. Be like, yeah. It's locked up in the house, go there, the keys are with my belongings, go, you exactly where to find it. I can bail myself out, I don't need you. That's it. So,
1: this moment, where you had your hand around this person's throat, how did you feel after that? Was it an instant calm down, or did you rage on a little bit more? How did you feel after that? I was smiling. Huh!
0: Okay. Because, you know, sometimes only but so much talking is going to go into mm-hmm. me telling you to shut the fuck up <laughs> until, you know, it went oops upside your throat and closing up like you uh, did, like you ate something you lunch to. Mm-hmm. I would hate for that to happen to you. Yeah. I would hate to be that person. He's gone. But when people have been fucked up, he comes out in a rage. I don't think I got time for my twin. Nobody has time for that.
1: Mm, <laughs> that's crazy. Okay. Got you. Now I've had situations where when I was younger I had to put my hands on somebody. I remember one situation vividly where this guy that lived on the block was messing with my brother. Oh no. And I didn't take very kindly to people picking on my little brother. But people also took my kindness for weakness and thought I wasn't going to do shit. So he kept picking on my brother, picking on my brother. And he caught himself chasing him trying to fight him. And my brother ran into the house and I stood in front of him. And was like, "Back the fuck up, leave my little brother alone." And they wanted to play pussy and he got fucked. So <laughs> he jumped up in my face and I kicked him under his arm and knocked out a tooth.
0: Oh, yeah. So, you do understand this counts as a physical altercation. Well,
1: what I said was, I've had situations where I've gotten physical, but I've not had a fight. A fight constitutes someone fighting back. Okay. He went his ass home.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, I've not had a back and forth, squabble, fisticuffs type of situation. I've not done that. I've not done that. So and and after that, <clears throat> you the blood rushes to my ears. I can feel it right at the tips. I get very hot in the face, and it takes me a minute to calm down. And mind you, that wasn't like a full rage. I had just had it.
0: So for future wrath, what calms you down when you choose violence?
1: That's the thing. I don't experience it enough to know, and the way I'm set up. And the way these Marlon Senior jeans are in here, I don't I don't know.
0: I don't know. See, one of my friends is the type of person that they get into altercation where it it's, might turn physical. I already know. Like, yeah, so uh I already chose the place that we're gonna go eat. It's this wonderful <laughs> place around the corner. Um I already set I already left it to the menu. It looks delish. Um, yes, they take cards. I'm on my way there now. Mm-hmm. Just sit down and no, we cannot talk about it until there's a plate in front of you and you at least had about three bites.
1: Listen, I I d I don't know. I don't know. If if you're there and it happens, I know the rage is gonna be full on, I'm probably gonna black out and I will not be there.
0: I don't have time for that. I'm gonna <laughs> let you know that now. I'm just telling I'm you. gonna be the type of person like I we we you decide right now, we can leave. And this never happened. But
1: see, if I, uh, yeah, I don't know. You're going to have to catch me before the light go out. Because
0: I, I don't know has time for your skills I'm to be unbalanced. No one has, I'm just saying. No one has time for your skills to be unbalanced. There's not. And a-
1: that's what I'm saying. The girls don't, pl- don't play pussy and get fucked.
0: That's it.
1: That's it. That's all. So let's talk about people that always choose violence. So, how do you you conduct yourself around people that are always on ready when it comes to violence? We all know somebody that is ready to fight at any given moment, likes to throw it out there and talk shit about how they can't get their ass whooped, you won't beat me, blah, blah, blah. How do you handle being in the presence of people like
0: that? In the words of Kelly, my friends (laughs) don't associate in those (laughs) types of (laughs) people. My friends have common sense. Mm -hmm. I feel like someone that's always looking for a fight is ignorant. I don't care. Mm -hmm. Because who lives to just physically harm another person and gets a kick off of it? I think there's something wrong. I think you need to go sit on someone's couch. I love you and I just say that because it's the truth. But if you're that person that always needs to fight, always needs to turn up, you're not around me. I don't have time to deal with that. Then you want to get all. Then you want to get all mad, and you and your feelings, and you want to snarl at me like I suggest you calm your happy lucky Mm ass, fucked down, because this ain't a fight that you want. Listen, I just there are people
1: that exude that kind of energy that I'm just like. I want to know what happened for you to be in a space to like not that you can't just be in a moment Mm -hmm. and enjoy yourself without thinking about who ass do I gotta be? And I feel like people that feel that way have been in predicaments that have made them have to be that person. And I respect that on that level because it's a form of trauma. And it's a trauma response to be like, yo, when I go into any space, I know where all the exits are. I know who gonna turn up? I'm watching everybody. All the, And I, I guess some would say I have for lack of a better term a privilege of living carefree where I don't think like that. But also someone would look at me and be like, you ain't never had a fight in your life and you don't pay attention to your surroundings. You That's dumb. And I don't because I've not lived my life in that space I don't really believe that, but again, I haven't had these experiences, so I wouldn't know.
0: With, the funny part is with networking, because I make it no secret I have to network in order to get the show where we need it to be. Mm-hmm. I have to go into some spaces that where you have to worry about these things. like How many people in here actually look like they might have a little company with them, for a better lack of words. <laughs> my And I have a friend that will tell me like yeah there's like three people in here that got it on them like okay Same. and I go back to care, carefree like okay I-, I personally am like as long as I have to pull it out i really gonna get a shit right but sometimes it's important to have that friend that chooses violence in yeah. certain spaces because it's like yeah true like um how many are in here yeah if it's more than three, yeah, we need to hurry up and make this quick. We gotta go. Right.
1: And not even in a space of I need you to fight my battles, but you the motherfucker is gonna know who moving and who not.
0: So and if someone starts moving funny or getting a little rah-rah, you know that person's about to sit here and reach for the um, tool. I'm like, as they reach for a tool, I'm reaching for the keys in the door. Oh, you're if you're not in the show. vehicle with me, I don't know what to tell you. Uber and Lyft are available. Mm-hmm. I'm out.
1: Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. So my last question for this is what situations do you deem necessary for violence? Life or death. Life or death situations.
0: Okay. Life or death. If, God forbid, someone came up on me trying to assault me, whether it's physical harm or sexual, I'm gonna react physically like if you don't get the fuck. <laughs> like <laughs> like I'm this dumb shit. Like back up off of me. Yes. But no, there are certain situations where it is called for. And I know we say life or death.
1: Gotcha. got you. Yeah, I'm very I'm with that. Fight or flight responses. Dangerous situations where, bitch, I need to get you to fuck up off me. I want to li- I want to live those situations. Definitely. I I feel like as long as the motherfucker ain't putting their hands on me, you can rah-rah all you
0: want. Tell them. Say
1: what the fuck you got to say. But Tell the me. minute... That you lay a hand on me, I cannot be held responsible for that. Bitch is OFA. I just can't. I just can't. I'm not a killer, but don't push me, bitch. Say that? Don't fucking push me. All right, so let's move on to something lighter. Even though, in some ways, I could be viewed as choosing violence with this subject. Oh, on. But at any rate, we're going to talk about something that both of us love so much, and that's music. And feelings. Oh god. <laughs> so I was sitting back listening to some music the other day and something came on and it took me to a place. And it made me think about how music is so transformative. It's it's I I, I will say this. Music is magic. I don't care what nobody says.
0: It
1: is. It it works in so many different ways and so many different things. But it got me to thinking about how music affects our feelings and by us both being lovers of music I wanted to run down a couple of different scenarios okay. when it comes to music okay. and figure out how those things make us feel. Okay. So, my first one, give me a song that brings you to tears of sadness.
0: Mm, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot. <laughs> The
1: song that gets you every time it brings you to tears of sadness. What
0: is It's a story behind why I say this, but and if you're a it. real fan, you already know where I'm about to go. Sade Pearls. <gasps> it's a sentimental reason why I say that song in particular. Okay, so give me a reason
1: for Pearls. Give, give me a reason.
0: So, I was dating this nigga. Okay. And I'm telling it. This is back, when I talk about my Aries, this is what I'm, this is what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And his car was in the shop at the time, and he asked me to pick him up from North Penn because he had come back in Mm -hmm. from the city from his company's holiday party. And he's already drunk. I drive him from um, North Penn to his house, and I had just purchased the Best of Shade CD.
1: Mm.
0: And... Right. (laughs) So... We get there. We're talking. We're in the car. Nothing. Nothing has happened. Mm-hmm. And he starts to tell me, "Mind you, he's drunk. He just came from a holiday party." Oh shit! He's like, "I I didn't know any other way to tell you, but um, I went and got a ring for old boy." He says this. He drops his bomb on me. Bitch. He drops, shit, bomb, my, he drops this bomb. He drops his bomb on me as Sade's Pearls is playing.
1: Oh not, see? That's and, what the fuck I'm talking about.
0: And I instantly burst into tears. Cause it's like it's a whole like I said, it's an entire backstory. Right, but but as the gym that I am got my face together real quick. I was like, I'm fine. He was like, "What?" I was like, "I'm fine," but listen, I I gotta go.
1: Listen, for Mm -hmm. real, for real. What
0: the? Sade's pearls was playing. Oh my god! Yes, that is why. That is why I'm emotionally connected to that song.
1: Oh my god!
0: Damn. Damn. Mm -hmm.
1: Ooh, bitch? Okay. All right.
0: Talk about setting the mood.
1: Yeah, tell me about it. Okay. So a song that brings me to tears of sadness every time. First of all, it's not even a full song. Okay. The pause interlude by Jill Scott on the woman CD. <sighs> <sighs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say the lyrics for y'all because like I'm thinking about it now, I don't wanna fucking cry right now. She says, Hey, it's me. I'm calling to schedule. No, make that nece- schedule another. No, make that necessary. Breakdown, Break
0: down. bitch. First of all, it's, it's another interlude that is on that project where wh- the willing interlude, bitch.
1: Listen, we're, <laughs> we're not, e- we're not even the not
0: willing either. interlude is. Everything. (laughs)
1: pause wears me out every time. Because it's one of those what I call Bitch Get Your Shit Together songs. Mm -hmm. And it really makes me reflect every time on where I am. And also, it's one of those songs that gives me a moment to really expunge everything that I'm holding on myself. Yes. Because all of us... You might not even recognize it, but all of us are walking around and holding ourselves up, literally. I dare you to pay attention to your body one day. Because I know now, lately, I've been holding myself up like this, and I literally have to breathe and relax. But you be holding yourself like that all the time. There was a point in my life where I had to catch myself. I would be holding my breath. And not paying attention to it and had to literally breathe <sighs> so much. But that song, every time I hear it, okay. first of all, I have to play it like three or four times. Because as soon as I hear it she gets to singing. And she gets to that part where she said, I won't be answering anything. I'll be so busy with my knees on the ground. I'm done. I'm I'm done. Like it just lay me out. It's just, yeah, yeah. That
0: that's is. that's like me with the willing interlude. Whew. Me and the willing interlude. I'm like, oh my god. Sis gave a sermon a sermon in the willing interlude. She
1: really did. She really did. Shout out to Jill. We love you. Yes. All right. Jillie
0: from South, from North Philly, y'all. So,
1: give me a song that brings you tears of joy.
0: Franklin's Imagine Me.
1: Ooh, talk about it. Okay.
0: I will never forget the first time I heard Imagine Me. So back in high school, right, Mm -hmm. I would get up before the rest of the family because I was always the one that took the longest in the shower. So to avoid conflict, I would get up well before, like, even my parents. Mm -hmm. So one time in particular, like, my mom would always have on – Like she would have on one hundred seven point five. You from the from the East Coast, you already know. Mm -hmm. In the morning, on either one hundred seven point five or Kiss at the time, which I think it was, they normally would have inspirational hour for people that's getting up and going to work and stuff like that. Gotcha. So they would play nothing but gospel music in the very beginning of the morning before you get to the morning shows. Now it is five thirty a.m. Imagine just getting up.
1: Imagine.
0: Imagine (laughs) getting up. And on the radio, you hear Imagine me being free Trusting you Totally Mm. Finally, I can Can you imagine me I admit it was hard to see Being in love with someone Like me Mm. Finally, I can Can you imagine me Imagine hearing those lyrics And then he gets to the bridge Which is like the best part of the song So he's like Imagine all the hurt and the pain is now gone. Hello. Gone. Mm. It's gone. Baby. All gone. He's like, what your mother did, gone. What your father did, gone. What your family did, gone. All gone.
1: Huh. That
0: song is powerful. It is. That's why I said uh, Kurt Franklin Imagine Me. Okay.
1: Okay. My Tears of Joy song is Let Us see Higher Than This. Baby. hell. First of all, first of all, the throat on that
0: woman, I could just slap her every time. That Turn Me Loose album alone.
1: (laughs) Bitch, don't you don't. Turn Me Loose was a
0: project.
1: (laughs) From beginning (laughs) to to end.
0: end. It was a project.
1: Say her face off, but Higher Than This is such an inspiration in that song. Oh, my
0: God. For me, another one, another legacy Comfort song, of course, is going to be all right. Now, I'm going to reference both the one that she has by herself and the one that she did with Robert Glasper. Mm-hmm. Which yes. I'm like, uh,
1: yes. Yes. Absolutely. Mm, absolutely. Gosh. Yo. Dope shit. Mm-hmm. All right. So, give me a song that makes you want to turn up.
0: Um, I am gonna go with a song that makes me want to turn mm-hmm. up.
1: <laughs> you better search, dig in the dig in the crates of your mind, Frank. Come on. Um.
0: Ooh, okay, it's mad random, but it's a song that does make me turn up. Rihanna's cockiness.
1: Come on, bitch! <laughs> yes, yes. There have been many times. When we put that song, me and Jay used to put that song on before going to the club, bitch. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Come on, cockiness. I love it. Um, One song that makes me want to turn up. If y'all don't know, I am from Chicago, which means that I am a house head by default. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, my turn up song
0: is Eric Robeson, Change For Me. Bitch now if we talk about E-Row is from fucking is- Rawway, New Motherfucking Jersey cause we talk about e Yes, my shit from e is a lot but one in particular if I'm thinking a party song mm. for me is Borrow You Borrow You is my first shit first of
1: all if you put me onto that song and I had to put it on a playlist cause she's still. cause she's still. She's real cute. (laughs) Absolutely That
0: will always be my shit from him. It's borrow you. Yes.
1: All right. Give me a song that irritates your soul. (laughs) 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 Oh shit.
0: (laughs) Whoa! (laughs) Come on, guard y'all.
1: Oh my God.
0: Um I have can it be plural? Sure. Muscle Futures catalog. Yikes. <laughs> There's very few that I have to give credit for. I love "Fuck Some commas mm-hmm. And um, Stick Talk. After that, you can keep the rest <laughs> of the toxic nigga anthems. They can stay with him. Mm-hmm. I am good. But those two are the only two future songs you'll catch me playing. Especially Stick Talk. I don't know why I love stick talk, but it's like the only future song I'd be like, no, y'all give yeah, me this one. You speaking Russian to me because I don't know. I'm about to fuck this cash up on a new toy. I, <laughs> I, I listen. I you need a... I always say it. I need my niggas with a little bit of sprinkle. Mm-hmm. Not even just, a full just sprinkle. Just a little, a little toxicity. Just a bit. Oh Keep me on my toes. Just a bit. I Not a can't. lot. Just a bit. Just a I know bit. my limits. Just a bit. Okay.
1: See, my thing is when I think about songs that irritate my soul, I usually like erase them from my brain.
0: Oh, oh Lord, Lord. You're I really do
1: like because I have to hear them and then I'll be like, Oh my God, this shit
0: again. So that means you get irritated with a lot of new rappers. I, I
1: really do. I really do. I really do. Um, but. It, I, I will say this. I will say this, uh-huh. and I know that people are probably gonna like hate me for this, but I don't care. I stand in my truth. I don't give a fuck about you, bitches. Say what you want, okay. but when Hotline Blame came out,
0: how could you not like Hotline Bling? Because here's my
1: thing. You used to here's call me on thing. my.
0: you used is my to, issue, you used to. and
1: mind you, the bad part about it is is that I love Erica about this version.
0: Listen, I, Erica did what. V- Very few artists of today will do. Mm-hmm. She took one sample and made a fucking mixtape off of one sample. She made like three songs off of that one beat. That one beat. My favorite is "Call You Back." Huh?
1: <laughs> that's why you're my friend, bitch. Because that's one of my favorite tracks. I
0: love "Call You Back." Oh
1: my gosh! But yes, when like- see, a lot of my irritation comes from people that play songs too much. Mm-hmm. I never get the chance to really appreciate it. Because I can't get away from it.
0: So you know what? This is why. And they're not paying me for this, but I always will promote it over the panty. Mm -hmm. I dig into Spotify Premium. I am trying to tell y'all. When I say playlists, they have playlists on lock. Come on. Playlist. I can't deny it. My playlist be lit on Spotify Premium. Okay. Got it. All right.
1: So we're going to do like two more. Okay. All right. So. At random, give me.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: We don't do these two. Okay. What was the song? What was the first song you related to on a personal level?
0: Oh. Um. Mm, I oh. We were such messes when we were kids. Oh, weren't we, though? But I have to say, the first song I felt on... um, No, I'm so lying. The first song that I felt on a personal level... Brandy's Truthfully.
1: What album is that on?
0: Never Say Never.
1: Okay, that's probably why I haven't heard it.
0: I would say Truthfully, if I'm talking like a breakup song from that same album... um, what is it? Take my love away? I forget the name of the exact song right now, it's mm. casey.
1: But Truthfully was definitely one of them.
0: Truthfully is definitely one of them.
1: Okay. One of the first songs I remember relating to a lot, a lot, because of everything I was going through at that time, was Drunk by Tweet.
0: Mmm. First of all, Southern Hummingbird mm. Certified Classic. I'm re- I'm changing my answer. <laughs> I have a dual answer now. Okay. I'm, fuck that. I have a dual answer uh-huh. and it's going to reflect in what I'm about to say. Um, there's two and they're going to be complete polar opposites. Judge your mama. Okay. Not me. Come on. My first answer is going to be K. Michelle's. Maybe I should call. Okay. Baby. Okay. Long distance in the way of what could be. Even when you're here, you're not with me. She's having a child I should carry. Oh. I'd be damned if y'all get married. How's the baby? How you adjusting? Y'all got issues. You have problems trusting. Maybe I should let go. I'm starting to lose focus. But the nights are the coldest. Okay. Oh, you've been going through something. Okay. That listen, any one of my one of my heart got me through my entire fucking breakup. Okay. It was a masterpiece. Yes. And then on a more personal level, mm. Frank Ocean's "Self Control," baby. Okay. I've cried to "Self Control," until mm. so you can relate to those lyrics on a personal level. You mm. won't understand why I love "Self Control" the way I do. Okay. Like baby, oh, self control yeah. was some shit. Okay, well, maybe we to you do two more. Two more, two
1: more. Yeah, two more. All right, so what was. Okay, we yeah, already had a song. A song that you can listen to on repeat for hours. It's
0: an interlude. Okay. But it's worth it. Alicia Key's feeling me, feeling you. Yeah. Hmm, okay. I've never heard that one. It's an interlude on The Diary of Alicia Keys Okay. So having long conversations On the phone Can't get you out of my mind Okay Tell me are you feeling me Feeling you Got it <clears throat> okay. Every conversation, everything you do Gets lost in your days At a time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay Listen, that was an interlude but songs on repeat, oh, and it's your favorite song, too, if I had to choose the actual song. Mm-hmm. Just got Slowly, Surely. <sighs> Baby,
1: let me tell you something about Slowly, Surely, okay?
0: That is a breakup song. That
1: is the my breakup anthem. After, it, child, um, ever since that song came out, uh, after this breakup, I put that song on repeat. I can play it for the whole day. I guarantee you I'm over it for the next day. So I'm Feeling a little bit better.
0: Send me <laughs> love. All right. Said, said, said,
1: but but. Then... <laughs> Alright, so
0: I have two. Okay. I have a lot,
1: but these two stick out.
0: We try to consolidate y'all because yeah, we're music tried, lovers, we're so we're literally, literally go off waves. First of, all,
1: first of all, I'm going to go with most recent. Distance by Yabba. <laughs> that song, it, it is literal perfection. I,
0: it, it's like a sermon in I, a song.
1: And then it just gets better because I turned around after falling in love with the song because you introduced me to it. I've never stopped playing it since then. I played it some more. Uh-huh. Then Dawn came out. Then I played oh, it some more, God. and then I turned around and watched her lyric video for it, and she explained what the song is actually about, and I fell in love with it all over again.
0: I love the I love when she starts wailing man, like at like the end of the song. Oh I think God. everyone loves when she starts going off at the end of the oh. damn song. That
1: song is everything. And then my other one, "Super Rich Kids" by Frank Ocean. I can play that song forever. Real love. Listen,
0: it's everything. Everything. I'm searching for a real love. That's it. Y'all know how I feel about That's Frank. It. Y'all know how I feel about Frank.
1: And then last but not least. Okay. I'm going to keep it Frank. You ready? I think we're
0: going to add one bonus. Just so yeah. I feel generous. We're going to add one bonus.
1: A song that reminds you of the first time you fell in love.
0: Damn. Um, Oh gosh. Mm -hmm. Oh gosh. If you
1: want me to go first, I will. Please do. All right. So, mine is They Don't Know by John B. That's super (laughs) cute. (laughs) So, the situation was so, y'all remember that coming out story I told y'all about? Uh so after that when, he I home, your nigga. when I got put on punishment I couldn't see him no more and all that other stuff this what he had did what? so like yeah. I couldn't see him no more or whatever are you gonna cry? I think I missed a little bit just a little bit so then he had like <laughs> okay. he came to my school I when I got out of school one day and I didn't know cause I couldn't talk to him cause I wasn't on no punishment and I couldn't use the phone so he showed up and y'all what did he do for you? we wanna know y'all way <laughs> he had typed out this love letter to me I mean, sent him a floor, he put on some really 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 nice paper it was like this soft pastel pink with pink roses on it oh oh, he yeah. got real really he put the cursive font on it whatever, and then he sprayed it with his cologne I miss- And then he gave me this really, really cute Ro- Looney Tunes Runner plush doll. And he sprayed the plush doll with his cologne. And then when I had opened up the letter, the first line was like, I want you to turn on this song and read this letter to me. And it was John B. They don't know. That is so cute. <laughs> I like, I love him, friend. I love it. <laughs> I hear gay stories like that no more. Yo, know, that that was the sweetest thing. And then I was <sighs> like, uh, I was a smitten, kitten After that, child, it was,
0: uh, it was a lot. You know what? One of the first songs I remember listening to. One of the first songs I actually can cons- say Wait, wait, wait. All right, come on, give it to me straight. Wait. Because, oh, okay. Because I'm a sentimental person, and this song has sentimental value. Uh, I want to make sure I say this right. So mm-hmm. let me open my Apple Music real quick. Mm-hmm.
1: Who's it by?
0: Uh, hold on, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to shock mm-hmm. the world with my song. Mm-hmm. Baby? Uh. Now, I can't, I don't think I could play it right now. Mm-hmm. Which is okay. But there's a song from Avalon called okay. Rock and Roll Gangster. Rock
1: and Roll Gangster? <sighs>
0: okay. By Avalon, mm-hmm.
1: okay,
0: y'all. I would play the entire thing. I ain't gonna play the entire thing. So, my look, when I talk about my Aries, there's one song in particular. One night we had watched the Boondocks, okay, and the song at the end, he starts singing it out loud. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> he was like, You never heard the song before? I was like, No. Like, there's a ten, there was a 10 year age gap between gotcha. the two of us at the time. So, like, I've never heard it. He was like, I'm about to play it now. And it was Avalon's Rock and Roll Gangster. Ever since, I always associated with that memory because I'm like, I had never heard anyone ever mention the song besides him. Gotcha. So, yeah, the first time I fell in love, and I knew I was in love, Rock and Roll Gangster. Love it. Love it. All
1: right, y'all.
0: I was like, we have one more. Give me one more. No, I don't have any more. You sure? Yes, I'm sure. I, I swear any. you had a whole list. I no. just didn't look at the whole thing. No, that was it. You lying. No, I'm serious. You just don't want to have fun. Whatever. Anyway. You just want to have fun. Man. All
1: right, y'all. I'm putting the lid on this pot. Thank you for participating in my shenanigans this week. But before we go. That's right. How make you feel, friend?
0: Oh, Lord.
1: So, I'm going to do just one this week. I'm going to save the other one for next week. We're gonna oh, Lord. So, and this one comes from We the Urban on IG. We love y'all over here. Okay. And it says, practice telling yourself, I'm better than this poor experience someone is trying to give me and moving on with your life. Mm. Let me read it again. Practice telling yourself, quote, I'm better than this poor experience someone is trying to give me, end quote, and then moving on with your life. How make you feel for You know, I read that one and I was like, how often do we just see some bullshit coming and we step in it anyway and allow people in our space?
0: And we just think that it's that it's the most acceptable shit ever.
1: Like ever. <sighs> we just let it ride, we let it rock. We know that it's not good for us. But
0: we stay going back
1: for more. Got to practice being like you know what. I see what this is. Just walk away.
0: Like honestly, it's kind of like I treat that kind of situation like how we were children and we were told don't touch the stove, but our curious asses would still turn on the fucking eyes and look at the flame, and then hell, we might be even tempted to fucking touch it. That's normally the love. That's normally the love you don't need in your life. Is a flame that you know automatically you can't touch because it's going to lead to disaster. And you still reach out for it and yearn to experience it.
1: That's it. That's it. And that's all I got for. We got a mental health tip this week.
0: Do mm. you want to go fast?
1: No. No, you don't?
0: I don't. You don't have one then. No. Well, we don't have one this week at all. Because <laughs> <laughs> I had to look. I'm like, wait. I yeah. swear I thought of one and then I forgot it. It's alright. It's okay. It's alright. It's alright. We it's drop right. enough nuggets throughout the whole episode. Y'all, will, y'all will be alright without a mental health this, this week. That's right. So. Th- yes. Thank you for tuning in with us. We appreciate y'all. Make sure y'all make doing y'all part and keeping us around. We need y'all to like, rate, subscribe. We need to slow listen to letters. We need business inquiries. We want to do things. And then but we need y'all help and support in order to do it. That's right. Jump on it. In the words of Luther, jump, Dr-
1: jump Dr- to it. Yes. And in that same regard, we talked about a lot of music today. And what I'm going to do. What about it? All of the songs that we mentioned during the music feeling section, I'm going to put them in the Apple playlist and we're going to post it
0: <laughs> to the Who Raised You
1: Ho's podcast a Twitter site.
0: He's going to give you things this week. the things. I and then when I
1: post it, I, I want you guys to, if you heard a question or an emotion that you really relate to, let us know which songs y'all like from this list. Give us your feelings connected to these songs.
0: So I think that'll be a really dope idea. Yeah. I think you should create a playlist. Absolutely. It's time. Absolutely, you. It's time for you to do a playlist. Yeah,
1: we're gonna do the things. We're gonna do the
0: things. I can't wait to see this. Yep. Yeah.
1: All right, y'all. We out of
0: this bitch. See y'all next week. I mean, at one of the an hour and forty five minutes. Yes, y'all. Y'all. y'all we out of here. That's right. See y'all again next week. I gotta cook. <coughs> Bye,